Hello and welcome to episode 207 of Checkpoint Chat. My name is Alessandro Barbosa. I'm joined by Matthew Figueroa. When it rains, it pours. It pours. Hey, got you. <laughs> Nailed it. Look at us finishing each other's fucking. lunch. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you or should, I say, should I say lunch? <laughs> lunch. Yeah, lunch. Don't need a snack. <laughs> but it is. It's been a. It's been a raining a lot. In the, sure. I don't know if it's been like this across the country, but Joburg, actual canoe season. Got to get in your. It's <laughs> a good way to put it. Got, yeah. Got to get in your canoe to get anywhere. It's been house. real apocalyptic on some days. <laughs> I look out the window at work, and it's just like just coming down. Like the wind is just fucking raging. It's just going. Like and horizontal we, rain, like, and we we were. I thought we were going to have like actual drought this year because it took a while for the yeah, rain to it did actually start, and here we are. Now yeah. we are just in very prime <laughs> per, UK weather. I can't remember the last time I saw the sun. Like, <laughs> I and mean, the at the sun, same time, I'm not complaining. Like, I dig it. Like, it's quite nice. Yeah, the yeah. sun did come out. On Wednesday for a little Wednesday, bit. Wednesday, yeah. maybe a little. And then it was hot Thursday. again, and I was like, "Yeah, this is shit." Bring back the yeah, rain. I remember we'll I, bring it back. I drove I drove to work on Wednesday and I just remember thinking, not a cloud in the sky. Shit, it's bright. It's summer. <laughs> Super bright outside. Although Wednesday. remember, it got pretty cold on Wednesday evening because it did. we we were at the God of War oh, Ragnarok the... launch event hosted by Gamefinity. Thank you so much for the invite. Um yeah, but I remember I was event. cold there. Like uh, I was I was chilly. Um, but I'm actually boy, you so. I had a jacket a shirt. on. Yeah. Hang on, here's Alexa reminding. <laughs> can you can you hear Alex? <laughs> I can't actually. You're no I don't think I don't think your mic is allowing anything through. Is Alexa just Alexa, telling us about uh, stop it. <laughs> the God of War event. Alexa's just playing the God of War Spotify just, soundtrack behind it's you. It's funny. Uh, okay, maybe you can't hear in Discord. I'm pretty sure my, my audacity will pick that up. But it's like, do, 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 Lenska. Something, something. I don't know what it's reminding, <laughs> but it's saying something. Can you? It's fine. So, She's done now. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Um, so we've got a little um, Google, geez, what is it called? Is it a Nest? <laughs> yeah, Google Home, maybe? I don't know. It's like one of those round speakers. I basically bought one yeah. because Shani used to just put on her phone and listen to music when she was doing something in the kitchen, like she was making Why? lunch. Or... <laughs> so I was just like, what the fuck are we doing this? So I just got one and now she... So now it linked directly to my Spotify. The problem yes. is it links to my account. So when she's listening at home on the kitchen, like sometimes I'll be driving home and she'll be at home already doing something in the kitchen. And I'll open my Spotify on my phone and it'll be like, I'm already playing this song. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and, like so I it's literally like, just opened you. Yeah. So it like, it like uses the same, you know how Spotify is. It's like, yeah. oh, you can cast this to kind of like any device, but it's only one instance at any given time. Um, yeah. How does your one work with Alexa? So... I could be wrong, but I think you could set up multiple multiple profiles. Uh-huh. Uh, but for the most part, I don't listen to Spotify through Alexa. And if I do, it's usually a thing of I cast it straight from my phone. It's never okay. a thing of 
uh, you know, Lenska's listening, then I'm at work and something happens. It's mm-hmm. we're usually together or she's just this thing. But I, I'm I'm pretty sure you could set up separate profiles. Yeah, I, like I, I need know, to look into it, yeah. I don't know in the Spotify front, but I know we've both got Alexa apps with different profiles, but we use the same units. So do, can Alexa like differentiate between who's actually calling it? Do you, yeah. I think if I recall, you set up your app on your phone or through the Alexa and you have to say a few things so she recognizes your voice. Uh, so you set up like different profiles. That's probably how we'd do it then because you'd probably link the Spotify account to your, to voice your specific or, account. So when, yeah. so like if Shani says, hey, I don't know what mine is. I think it's, hey, Google. Hey, Google, play this. It will go through her Spotify account. Yeah. Probably. Okay. Yeah, and it's like resuming Taylor Swift. You're like, yeah. yes, my jam. <laughs> I literally do not fucking listen to I, I don't think I've used that thing ever. I just do it every now and then. I'm like super lazy and I'm like, Google, turn on my, I've got the, you know, those little like immersion lights behind my TV. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, and they link to Google up. Home. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just like, we, turn on my TV lights and it's like, bing. <laughs> Like, oh, that's we've cool. got the same with our kitchen lights, but uh, so we've got two big lights. Oh, you've so got the like, the like smart bulbs, hey? Yeah, so yeah. it's either like put on the kitchen lights, puts both of them on, or put on the stove lights or the sink lights. Oh, it's you best. can differentiate between the two. Ooh. Mm. Smart home real, stuff is pretty cool. neat. Wait until uh, you're leaving home and you're like, <laughs> Alexa, lock my door. And Alexa's like, sure thing, Matthew. <laughs> and then it doesn't but, actually. Okay. I got yeah. you, fam. I got Alexa, you, let fam. me out. Okay. <laughs> Alexa, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> let me in. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not today. Yeah, but it, it is funny, though, because, I mean, I can't be the only person who remembers being a kid, maybe watching a movie, and then it's like, oh, welcome to my house. And they clap, and the light comes on. Yes, like, Whoa, amazing. The clap lights, yeah. Or all those old school movies where there's a fake robot voice. They're like, uh, Chad, put put the study lights on. The lights come on like, oh my God, I want to live in that reality. We Some live fucking there guy in a green screen suit runs into the room real quick. <laughs> we, <like>, we, li- <laughs> we live there now and it's not as uh, seamless as you think it might nope, be. Nope, not Because sometimes I'm like, Alexa, put on the kitchen lights. And she's like, sorry, kitchen isn't responding. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. on. <laughs> but I think it's something to do with our either our roots or our internet. I think every now and then our roots, for some reason, it kicks devices off the Wi-Fi. Uh, okay. And then it can't so reach, obviously. It happens it even, reach them. Yeah. yeah, even even every now and then on our phones, it you, you'll be scrolling and then it's a pop-up like, oh, it disconnected. I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing's changed. This, this is already so, like... Stupidly nerdy thing. Oh my god! I just saw the vet bill come through on my phone. Fuck. <laughs> um, good lord. Uh, <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it hurts so much. Um, <clears throat> but it's really annoying that we've had all this smart home stuff, and only now there is a very big push towards standardization in terms of like an API, so that everything, no matter what device you have, kind of like talks to each other. Um, uh, so like for a, even now today, if you buy like a a smart bulb like you have, it has spo- support for specific devices. And if uh, those devices yes. upgrade to a new a- API because they're all using their own APIs and the bulb doesn't upgrade with them, then they lose interconnectivity. So there's this big push. I mean, it's been around for a while, but it seems like most people are adopting it now. There's this thing called the Metal API 
which is sort of <laughs> no, not metal. Sorry, matter. Um, uh, like that's so metal. <laughs> no, metal. Metal's apples thing. Never mind. It's uh, matter, and it's essentially like a centralized API that like Google and your light bulb would both conform to, so that they'd never ever lose like um, interactivity. I, you know, uh, ideally, and everything yeah. is kind of interconnected. It's not like oh, I bought this bulb that's compatible with Google, and I've got this bulb that's compatible with Amazon, but actually the two bulbs can't talk to each other. It's like no, that will never be even. Even that itself, when when we were, I think shopping or looking, it was a thing of we need to make sure the I can't remember. Lindsay could probably remember, but when she spoke, to, we saw with those yummy. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Smart bulbs, yeah. Xiaomi. So there's an actual store in Zanson, which is pretty cool. If you I actually saw it for the stuff. first time yesterday. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Store. So she yeah. was chatting to someone there, and the the salesperson is like, "Cool, do you have an Alexa or Google?" Because, you know, you need to specify. And I was like, but why? Like, why do I need to make sure it's compatible? Surely it's compatible with everything, but that's not the case. Nope. You need to. And it it's has super to be like, annoying. Yeah. So I was like, okay, it says Alexa on the box. I think we're good. Yeah. And so, like, what happens if one of your bulbs dies and then you're trying to get that same one because they talk to each other, but they're like, <laughs> oh, we discontinued it. But we've got this new one that talks to the new version of Google Home. But because it only talks to the new version, it won't talk to the old <laughs> version one where your other one is supported. It's like I'm just imagining <sighs> a new bulb joining a house, and the old bulb's like, "You can't sit with us." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like a mean girl's mean. Like <laughs> you don't even go here. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, you don't even light this room. How dare you? <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, uh, smart homes, not always so smart. Yeah, no, they Sometimes are super are. nowhere near as seamless as they should be. Um, mm. But they're pretty cool. Like, I I think, like, we've got it right where you, you've you got smart home integration for small things, you know, here and yeah. there. Um, I, I can't, unless you've got a lot of money, then it doesn't really make a difference to you. But, like, kitting out your entire home with smart devices only for, like, a year or two down the line, you having to, like, replace yeah, all of those. Like, oh it's no. just not... It's not, You're not there worth yet. it yet. Yeah, I, w- I went through this. I think I spoke about this a while ago, but this whole like thing where I had to like reset a bunch of mesh routers at my parents' house because they're Google routers, uh, but they yeah. only work through the app. And Google decided to like migrate all of their Wi-Fi stuff from one app to another, so it just broke I all know. those routers like immediately. <laughs> and I was like, "Why are wow. you like this? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's fucking garbage." The anyway. tech support for parents is the best. Love it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. We actually spoke about this last week, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this way. I, mean, I, I remember talking about this, but yeah, anyway. Let's check my chat. Yeah. Talk about video games every now and then. Sometimes. Um, and mm-hmm. smart smart homes. Do you know you can turn on your Xbox with Google Home? Pretty cool. Why would you do that? What? No idea. <laughs> pretty sure it's much easier for me to just turn on my controller, but anyway. No ways. Can yeah. I do that with my PlayStation as well? Oh my God. Uh, probably yeah but like is it faster than you just pressing the playstation button in your controller no you might I be mean, in the bathroom and be like hey i'm gonna prep to play so you shout at alexa as you alexa, finishing up. <laughs> start my playstation <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure you can do that pretty sure oh, you can my alexa is actually listening to me <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> you're never safe did she just say i'm groot <laughs> <laughs> what is the voice prompt even for that? Turn on my PlayStation. I'm hilarious. Groot. It's like, okay. 
<laughs> she just says that she, like, she doesn't I'm know Groot. what to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the video games continue to arrive. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess. I guess the big releases for the year are kind of done now. Uh, I would say probably Callisto Pro. No, I lie. There's like a fucking new Pokemon coming out like this week. This so. week. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Ignore me. Uh, we are getting to a bunch of games that have been coming out in the past like week or two that we just haven't gotten to because of like God of War or stuff like that. God of War. Um, but yeah, so basically that means I'm still playing God of War, still enjoying it, still have some issues here or there with it, but still get having a <laughs> great time you? nonetheless. Um, but I did get to finally start uh, Bayonetta 3 on Nintendo Huzzah. Switch. And so I've only played the first two chapters, the prologue and the first two chapters, I think that is. Um, and this game is like, okay, firstly, the prologue is weird. I I, I get the sense that they're trying to definitely go for um, a one similar to Bayonetta 2. It's like you're in a big modern city and Bayonet is there, and then shit just goes like real pear shaped, real fast. Like, like the yeah, whole of fucking it, New York is obliterated in the opening. Is of this it game. even a prologue if you aren't riding a jet? I mean, like in this one, you are riding a cruise liner ship into a wave, <laughs> into a tsunami that is literally just decimating New York. And by the end of it, all of New York is just oh, gone. Like, it, it's very, it. very strange. Um, the problem I had with it was. I mean, you've played Bayonetta 2, correct? Mm-hmm. So in Bayonetta 2, like that opening is crazy and bonkers and keeps flipping between new scenarios. But I would say for 80% of the time, you're actually playing. Like you're uh, fighting. This, just, you're, yeah. this is the total opposite. This you're watching a lot of stuff happen. Uh, and then you fight for like 30 seconds and then you're back to watching for like five minutes. And I was like, this oh feels God. very <laughs> passive and inactive and I do not like this at all. Yeah. So. Like the small moments where it was kind of like teaching you tutorial things were so brief that it felt like I didn't learn anything of substance at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was kind of a weird way to open things. Um, the the sort of setup for this, and this happens in the first few minutes of the game, is that you see you I'm see ready. Bayonetta die. Um, I know. <laughs> in some universe, and then some oh. some character Viola is sent back i don't know back in time back to another dimension it seems like another dimension where there is another bayonetta and lo and behold that is the bayonetta that doesn't sound like bayonetta very interesting Uh, isn't it yeah so she looks she looks different (laughs) yeah the The one one you see at the beginning is bayonetta like bayonetta from she looks like bayonetta from the first game you know what i mean Uh, okay yeah and then this one the one that you eventually start with you still like it still starts with her giving grief to Enzo and um, you still have that. Oh God, I can't remember his name. Who's the guy who gives you all your weapons? Um, he's like a demon, but he always smokes cigars. I forgot his name. I can't anyway. remember his name either. Uh, he's, he's there <laughs> as well. Um, Cigar, smoking, <laughs> demon. Is it Cesar? Maybe it's Cesar. I'll find it. Um, but yeah, so it does seem like this is going to be like multi-dimensional shenanigans. Um, and there's nice. a new sort of type of enemy that is not actually from uh, heaven or hell. Rodin. Rodin. Oh, Rodin. Of course, Rodin. 
<clears throat> so this new type of enemy is not from heaven or hell, and they seem to be jumping between dimensions and <laughs> coming for bayonets. They're just, they're just from so. Earth, the, the middle. Yeah, they're, they're just humans <laughs> that have had fucking enough of this nonsense. Yeah. Oh my um, goodness. So it's pretty cool. Uh, I think the combat still feels really good. That that witch time dodge will never get old. I mm. think it's just one of the best feeling dodges. It is so generous with its window, though. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, the fucking enemy attack is long gone, and you press dodge, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you're in slow nah, motion now. time. Yeah, yeah the clock. Tuk, yeah. Tuk, tuk. It's, it's good. It's still so satisfying. It's really good. And the little flips that Bennett does uh, are really good. And these sort of animations on her attacks are still real, real fun. I've kind of lost my muscle memory because I remember some combos where it would be like, You'd do a punch, then you would shoot, and then you'd do like fucking breakdance move shooting in a circle, and you could move her around on the floor. And that, uh, that was always super that, fun. That is that is in two, I think. That is yeah. like you hold the button and she she just fucking like obliterates everything around her. Yeah, it's, with the guns. It's real good. yeah, I must say the so I don't know about three, obviously, but I know coming off the first and the second game, the the combat in those are so good to the point That's where the reason I play it yeah. is yeah. You know, you, if you're not dodging for which time you you pushing an attack and then holding the attack just for a second to like add damage with one of her weapons or something. Yeah. And it's, then at a it's later very stage, well like tuned and timed yeah. in terms of complexity. And the yeah. number of combinations you can do, absurd. <laughs> it's so really many. absolutely crazy. Like I, I think eventually you just fall into a rhythm of like, I can reliably pull off this combo. So I'm going to stick to these two or three combos. Yeah, because like, I, reliably too much. Go, I can push anything and there's a combo that exists. It's cool. <laughs> you can just give it a go and it, it will happen. It's cool. Um, and then, yeah, but I mean, I know you still early days, but I'm sure there are no doubts, new weapons and that itself. So far, it's no. the thing of, yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll mix and match weapons and, get even more combos. that's also true so yeah because you get to crazy. you you get to mix and match certain gun types um you've got all sorts of abilities that you get to like chop and change what you what you're using um none of that yet i think it's still very much in the introductory mm. sequence um yeah but it's still very much like i think if you've played a bayonetta before it's, like you know exactly yeah. what you're getting in for you it's like you've you play a battle it stops the battle, gives you a score, gives you medals, um, <laughs> and then you're moving on to the next one. And you, a new enemy is introduced, and then it shows you the name, and it like lands in a book, and the book yep. closes. Yep, hundred <laughs> percent. That is what happens. Yep, it's great. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, I fought a kraken in the first mission. Nice, pretty cool. Um, it's so there's one mechanic which I don't remember from the previous two games, so I'm not sure if I'm just got a bad memory or if this is new but so you can do you can summon like one of bayonetta's like demons you know how she like uses her hair and then a demon comes out yeah. of the ground and so you mm -hmm. can do that like as a sort of attack at any point you have a meter and you hold down oh. zr and then that demon comes up and then you're controlling that demon so bayonetta is still stationary she can still be attacked by other enemies but you can't move uh, her while you're doing this attack but you're using this demon new, to like fight I things think. yeah i think it's new i don't recall that normally, from the other two normally those demons were just finishers yes or yeah something. so now they're more active like in each battle and you can choose when to use it it's almost like a rage mode but at the same time you've got to like you, you can't use it when you're completely surrounded by enemies because they're just going to hit Bayonetta like, and kill her. Yes. So, yeah, it's quite interesting. And you can you can summon and de-summon it quite quickly. So you can use it for like two or three seconds, 
despawn it real quick, get back to the action, summon it again. Um, okay. Yeah, it's it's a pretty neat mechanic, I think. And I'm <coughs> curious to see if you get to um, choose other like sorts of demons mm. that you can summon. I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to... Yeah, I don't, don't want to jump the gun, up. but I'm going to say that I think you probably will be able mm. to, but I don't actually know. So don't quote yeah. me on that. It's, uh, I mean, that, that to me sounds like the most logical thing. So Yeah. Yeah. But nice. yeah, that's that's been at a three so far. I'm keen to continue um chipping away at it. I don't think it's especially long. I mean the other two weren't they were like what, twelve hour games around about there. Yeah, it's I think yeah, I think generally they, they're quite short and ideas that uh, while they're short, they're meant to be replayed because you know different difficulties, or you're trying to get out, you know, max yeah, out your score attacks, yeah, your score attacks, all of that stuff, yeah. So according to how long to beat, the average time is, for the main story is 13 hours. For okay. main story plus some extras, it's 17. Yeah, that's longer yeah. than the other ones. Because sure. I mean, those stories are are bonkers. <laughs> yeah, absolutely crazy. That's cool. Nice. Um, yeah, so that's not bad. I'm, so we, it, it runs, so far, seems fine on Switch. I was playing yeah, in handheld. Yeah, I was going to ask. Mm. So, seems okay. Uh, it definitely looks old. Does uh, it look a bit dated? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're, we're at the, I mean, when did the Switch launch? In 2017? Yeah. No? I mean, 16, wasn't it? Oh, no, it was 17. You're right. It's 20, right. 2017, yeah, because that's Breath of the Wild, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, even then, five years ago, the Switch wasn't, you know, on par with the PS4 mm. or whatever. It's underpowered. So to be five years later now, I think, uh, are we due for a refresh soon? Or a new, uh, a new yeah, Nintendo I, at some I, stage? I think, I think we're at that point. Like, yeah. Like, uh, I think it was um, the just the past... Um, switch earnings like the switch still sold like i think over a million units in its latest quarter but it's like slowing down like you can tell it's it's tapering off so it's yeah. like it's still going to sell but yeah i i think we get you know breath of the wild to what tears of the kingdom next year huh, and, we, <laughs> and we get a new 3d mario next year mm. And we get an announcement of a new Switch next year for 2024. Yeah. So, I like, those two games are the, the system, like, swan songs, and then we get a new Switch, mm. like, mid to end 2024. That seems the most Do you think there's me. a complete different tangent, but do you think Nintendo will ever not have a Switch? They'll make it a home console, or is this Nintendo now? It's so. a handheld I, I think given the success of the Switch, it would be bizarre mm. for them to be like, yeah, cool, we're not doing a hybrid anymore. It's like, no, I no. think it's like hybrid for life now. <laughs> I think the smartest thing for them to do would honestly to be to bring out a new Switch and be completely backwards compatible with Switch. Mm. Yeah. Which might be tricky because I think we were talking about this on our Discord with, you know, our pal Discord, but uh, good pal Jeff made a good point that NVIDIA's new chip for mobile processing isn't ready and won't be ready for some time. So if mm. Nvid- if um, Nintendo is going for a new Switch, they're going to have to switch to AMD, which is fine because AMD is fantastic right now on the mobile chip front. But mm. I wonder if that starts presenting... I don't think it should present issues with compatibility, but 
yeah, I don't know, moving from one architecture to another. Who knows? Not simple. Yeah, we'll not simple. And also, it's Nintendo. Will they even do backwards compatibility? I know. That's the other thing. Uh, like, whether they can and should doesn't mean they will. So, on Nintendo, generally pretty good with backwards no. compatibility. Like, not not necessarily older generations, but I mean the previous generation. Like, didn't Wii games work on the Wii U? I think the example, Wii is literally the only example of that actually ever being uh, the case. The Nintendo DS no, worked even, on the Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Those mm. those were fun. Even the I could be wrong. Oh, but even like GBA the Game Boy, games worked on the Nintendo. Yeah, DS. worked. Yeah. So like they don't have the worst track record, but I mean I don't know mm. about an actual home console. That's where, true. But they've been really shit fall. with in terms of backwards compatibility on the Switch for older consoles. Oh yeah, like no, 100%, they can support so. N64 uh, SNES games, but they do some weird nonsense to yeah anyway yeah um it's our switch discussion bayonetta 3 bayonetta 3 time. good game do we need a new switch absolutely it's <laughs> it's so time nice uh, put um, marvel snap yeah. on the switch oh my god uh, don't do let that let me turn it <laughs> vertical <laughs> and then play like that yeah tate mode oh uh, god marvel snap it's too addictive it's too good it's so what's your collection level currently I think I'm two. I'm in the two hundreds somewhere. Like You're in the two hundreds, forty to fifty, just, maybe, maybe I'm a just bit higher. My, so that means you're, you're in. You're in tier two now. How do the tiers? Oh, is I don't know. It's like a hidden. Levels? It's a hidden know. number. So essentially, your collection level determines what. I don't know if it's tier or pool you're currently in. Pool, I think, yeah. and then that determines what which cards you'll pull from those mystery card pools. Yeah. But also which players you'll play. So once you hit a new yeah, tier, playing, you will play I'm people seeing a who have access new cards to now. <laughs> exactly. So you're in the new tier. I think the third tier starts at four hundred and something. Okay. Um so obviously you can stop. You 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 can stop mm. that progression by just not upgrading cards. Um yeah. but yeah I'm one ninety nine so I'm not far behind you. Nice. I, I have found that this season is a bit weird though, because or maybe because it's we're playing the season from the get go, it like rolls out super slowly. So it's so slow. Yeah. So I've run out of like seasonal and, and daily quests like fairly often. Um, I think I think what you what you're trying to say though is that we're playing too, too much. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thought. I had the same thought last night. Because um, I mean, when when I started playing the game two weeks ago, whatever. That was 100%. Oh, like everyone's talking about Marvel Snap. Let me check it out. Oh my God, so many quests. Amazing. Every game I finish, it's like, you've done this mission. Tick, lots of XP. Unlock this thing. Do this thing. Yeah. Now with the new season, I'm like, oh, cool, new season. Oh, I'm out of, I'm out of missions to do. <laughs> but I'm just going to play anyway because it's fun. But I'm not yeah. unlocking anything really. <laughs> and now, now I'm just, though. I'm playing. I, I, I found a nice balance of like, I'm winning, still mostly winning, but I'm losing far more frequently now. Oh yeah, I'm I'm going up against some some real real trials. I went up now. against <laughs> the most bullshit final card play yesterday, where I was pretty sure I'd won, and mm. I should have won. But then this the the opponent I had played a card. Which one? I can't remember the character's name. But basically, what it did was it was like any cards your opponent played this turn, play them on your side. And I was like, oh. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, card. fuck this card. I hate this card so much. <laughs> so I played like two really 
really high level cards <laughs> that know. powered up and then he basically made copies of those two cards and just put them on his side and I was like oh you like God, nice. fuck this <laughs> yeah I was like I hate this game <laughs> it's so good though I yeah, love it it's real good the, the, the little effects on the locations are really good like I like the one mm. where as soon as you play a card fill this this section with the same cards so you just play like a Hulk there and then you've got uh, four Hulks like immediately like yeah, good. I thought I thought that too, but somebody played there was another card that Red Dinosaur. I, I think I think no, maybe it was a red dinosaur, but it was one of those games where I think I how did I I, I don't have Hulk in my deck, but I stole a Hulk from uh, an enemy deck and I played this as like you can't win this this yeah. area now, like sorry. And they did something that they beat me, I was like Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I stole your, your six cost card. The, the dinosaur, yeah, there was there was some card is like I can't believe that Hulk got outplayed. <laughs> yeah, the I I, I got the I, exactly the same thing happened where I played the Hulk in that thing. They played a red dinosaur and because of the number of cards in their hand because you can never see at any point yeah. like how many cards they have. I oh, know no, that, you you can. You can you click on, on their portraits. name? Uh, mm. So yeah, as soon as he played it he had just enough cards that he had one more power than my each of my Hulks. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> like, he literally beat me by one card. Um, that red dinosaur card is super strong. It's su- But it's, it's weird because if you play it a bit early, every time you play a card, you're reducing its power. Mm. So it's like, it's a bit of a strange... But if you combine it with... Moon is it God. Odin? Or is it oh. Odin doubles no. ongoing effects or no no it's no, onslaught he, he, sorry it, that's onslaught onslaught yeah. no but all all they play there's a card called Moon Girl I think Moon Girl <clears throat> and on reveal she duplicates all she like gives you your hand again she duplicates oh yeah it. no I've got that one yeah I've got that one yeah but you you're limited so that, to seven in your hand anyway so yeah but still yeah no I I, I, I play that card and, all the time because even with even if I've got two um. Uh, what's the one? Is it Wolfsbane? The mm. one where you put it down and she gains power for each of the cards on each yeah. location. So if you have mm. two of those in your deck, you can really start fucking things like up. Yeah. Like, and Moon Girl allows you to do that. So, yeah. Game's good. Marvel Snap. Game good is game. real, real good. Card games are hip again. Yeah. <laughs> and this game, the number of times I've just played, like, I'm like walking somewhere. And I'm like, yeah, I could play a game real quick. Yeah. Just, it's really just bad. Even so, I, I, I've had a week. Okay, I, we're not going to talk about God of War, but I played some God of War, <laughs> and I've basically been going to bed at two a.m. for way too many days in a row. So this I is why I'm not night. done with God of War. I can't do that. <laughs> um, so I climbed into bed at about ten yesterday, and it's like, yo, I'm tired. I'm just going to pass out. Watched a bit of TikTok with Lenska. She passed out half past ten. I'm like, oh, let me just play a little game romantic TikTok snap. in the bed. Oh, it's the best. Uh, <laughs> let me play a little, a little bit of Marvel Snap. Quarter to quarter to midnight. I'm like, why am I like this? <laughs> I'm tired. I'm asleep, and I don't. And just but, playing. Yeah, yeah the, the time just goes because it is. It's just ah, oh, one. I'll play one more. Ah, <laughs> oh, lost. I can't end on a loss. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I snapped and lost eight cubes. Oh, I got. I got to recoup them. <laughs> Are you so an aggressive snapper? Do you snap on turn one? Uh, no, not all the time, but sometimes I love to be like, hello, and they reply, hello, and then I, I put the Thanos snap, and I, I snap, and they're like, what? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. It's good. Um, I love it. It's it's too good. I love the uh, so, I love the main menu music. It's a banger. 
real good. Mm. Marvel Snap is a good game. You should play it. Um, Would recommend. Um, what but have in other you games, been playing this we week? have been playing, or other I have been playing. So snorting just a bounce of, just a bounce of what you said. Yeah, we we were both playing. Well, you still playing God of War. I finished God of War Platinum. Lords. I can finally move can on with my this? life. I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> Please so we've we've got uh, a bunch of review games to dig into and review season ain't stopping so i've finally started mm-hmm. playing i think this came out last week last uh, week yeah Sonic. no we got code was it the week before no 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 we got code last week was, or last was it week, this right, earlier this week no it came out this no, tuesday no. didn't it it came no, out with god of war yeah came out on the same day as god of war Sonic week. Frontiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then yeah, we bold, must have got hey, early code. Yeah, to release alongside Sonic Frontiers. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure we got code last Friday. But anyways, it doesn't matter. I only started playing this uh, yesterday. So I've, I've only put in... Sure, this game's about, fast. About, <laughs> about an hour and a half. And yeah, Sonic Frontiers is, you know, for all intents and purposes, meant to be an open-world 3D Sonic game, except mm. it's not an open-world game. I think we all just assumed when it was first shown, like, wow, Sonic has gone full breath of the wild. Look at all this open space yeah. to run around. So on that end, it it is, you know, at least in the early hours, it's a big open hub, but there is a linear direction. You sort of have to make your way through. You're going towards the next thing or whatever. Okay. It's not this open hub that you know, let you pan the camera and go, oh shit, there's four directions I can go. Where am I going to go? It's it's more thing of, no, you hear, <laughs> you kind of need to go that way. Okay. Um, but getting, getting to, I mean, and again, this isn't the opening hours. I don't know if this will change between uh, biomes or at a later stage, but getting from, you know, A to the next point is technically a little open hub filled with lots of little platforming challenges. Um, and to my surprise, this game is, not as bad as I thought it would be. Like, again, early days, I don't know if, if it's game of the year material. I don't think it is, but it's... <laughs> but Zero it's, to game it's of just, the year. Jesus. It's just surprising because, I don't know, I saw reviews on this and it's kind of middling. Some people saying like, oh, it's this, it's that, whatever. I mean, I say middling in that it's not... It's not one of the best games of the year. Yeah, but I, th- it's not I think one people of the were kind of, of like... They were... They were saying this is a real 7 out of 10 game in a real endearing yes. way. Like, we don't get these anymore where it's like, no. this is not a blockbuster epic that is exactly. going to change your life, but it's also not bad. Like you know. Yeah, so I think the one of the reviews I watched uh, was Skillup. Oh, he yeah. was saying that he... So he, he came out saying he does not recommend this game. However, he he acknowledges that the foundation for a really good game is here um, and that mm. if they do a sequel, it could be a lot better. And I kind of get where he's coming from because if you're watching the footage, for example, the this area is like bland and this isn't just... Yeah, it you know, doesn't this, look especially great. Just this specific part of the map. It's like, no, the entire first biome is this huge grass area with these weird structures littered throughout. And it's, mm. I don't know, like visually, it doesn't look bad, but it it's not like... Drab. Yeah, it looks drab. That's probably yeah. the, the best way to put it. And yeah, it just feels like, you know, maybe more time could have been spent 
making it, I don't know, more colorful, maybe packing it with more stuff or maybe mm-hmm. making the the movements around the area of Tata, like maybe the area is a bit smaller so you don't have to go so far to get to a different platforming thing. Um, but it's just the, it's, it's weird because this is like my first, I think this is the first 3D Sonic game I've ever played. And not to say that oh, 3D Sonic games haven't existed. I mean, they've been around for ages. They've all been um, pretty bad, I think. So They've all been pretty bad. But I'm kind of taken aback by, I think I went in going, oh, this is not going to be a good game. And it's not as bad as I mm-hmm. thought it would be. It's actually kind of cool. Like entertaining? Um, Do you, w- would, yeah. you say, would you say it's not like... <sighs> Is it the sort of game you can play for an hour or two and just kind of like check your mind out so, a little bit and just have so a good I time? Think, yeah. I think we'll have to see, obviously, as I carry on playing and I, I check back in next week or the week after whatever, you know, whether at that point to go, oh, the gameplay doesn't really change. It's the oh, same okay. thing for yeah. all, all notes. It's it's like I had a great time throughout. The, I love doing the little side platforming challenges. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I mean, you. I don't think you. You did play Bowser's Fury, right? So I don't know if you finished Bowser's Fury. No, you did. I played like a very small so, portion of it. Yeah. So that that Mario game that came out was last year, or the year before. I don't know. I think was, that's yeah. that was like a short three to six hour experience. Mm. You know, thrown in as like a little bonus and almost a hint of what Mario games could be. Mm-hmm. And after playing that, it's like, yeah, this is this is an evolution of the platform. It's, you know, it's these open areas that let you go to, you know, anywhere you want within reason. And mm. they are just platforming challenges uh, sprinkled throughout. And this game feels a lot like that in some ways, but it's maybe not as polished, not as tight. Yeah. Um, so again, like the structures here, it is fun to run around and do these random things, you know, lots of collectibles to get, lots of things to jump between lots of fast-paced nonsense to to do um like it is fun to just do those as you're exploring but i mean i don't know if that'll be the case for the whole game will it Mm. be consistent we'll we'll just have to wait and see um but yeah Yeah, i I guess uh, whenever whenever this was pitched as like a sort of open world thing i was like that sounds like firstly ambitious and almost impossible for a sonic game because mm. like Sonic games, even the 3D ones, are all about forward momentum. Like, how do yes. you, how do you create an open world that allows forward momentum in any direction? Like, it just seems mm. those two ideas just don't mesh at all. And and there's yeah. probably a clever way to do it. Like Breath of the Wild, um, very much like had a world designed where every peak gave you a view of something that was interesting and that was really like purposeful mm. and really you know very um very clever design to to make sure that no matter where you were, there was always something interesting, visible that could give you a kind of yeah. marker. Like, but I think with Sonic, like the main mechanic is movement. So mm. to have that work in an open world where you're essentially like trying to create tracks that work in any direction and can be onboarded at any point is like, it just mm. super doesn't work. So the idea of, wide linear makes a lot more sense to me and that yeah. makes frontiers make a lot more sense to me yeah well i don't know if you've noticed but in the bottom right there's a speedometer which i love best best touch of this game is it in <laughs> miles per hour <laughs> no there's no actual speed but i love that it's there so you know you're going this fast <laughs> uh but to go back to the I'm actual going platforming, sonics per second <laughs> 100 sonics per hour you're it's fast <laughs> 
Um, so I completely get you with, you know, Sonic, Sonic's whole claim to fame has always been about gotta go fast, mm. the momentum. That There are uh, actual traditional levels littered throughout the open world. Like what, 2D levels? You, so it's a mix. Okay, so okay. you'll find that this game's got so many collectibles. I'm still trying to wrap my head around all of them. But one of the things you'll you'll get is like a cog, which you can go to use at a structure, which will transport you to a traditional level. Um, okay. And that is, you've got to go from A to B as fast as you can. Um, and there are some side objectives to do. So uh, if, for example, it'll some of the challenges will be like, cool, get, get an S tier time on this level and it is, you know, finish level in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, collect the five rings on this level. Uh, uh, don't take damage. You know, there's different objectives to do. So you kind of are incentivized to replay the level to tick them all off. Okay. But so I played one yesterday that was full 2D. Well, not, well, it is, yeah, it is, it is just about 2D, but I've played another one that was more 3D. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you are going from A to B as fast as you can, you know, getting boost pads, jumping over obstacles, collecting rings. So on that front, those are really cool. And interestingly, those levels aren't bland at all. They're like packed with detail, um, colors, that sort of thing. So it's weird that, I mean, I, I kind of get it because they, they're little slices of Sonic levels, mm-hmm. but it's just weird that none of that stuff translates to the open world. Because mm-hmm. even looking at the footage now, like I've got a vantage point, it's all just green hills. It's like they looked at the very first level of Sonic, which, you know, from the very original game thought, oh, what if we just made that, but a big yeah. open hub with literally just green hills and some trees, <laughs> you know, and some random structures here and there. It's like, ah. Oh. It's not the best to look at, not the worst to look at, but yeah, it doesn't, I just, it doesn't, yeah. I think these sort of like realistic art direction just doesn't work. It just, it just makes Sonic seem like he's in a different like universe entirely. You know what I mean? Mm. He sticks yeah. out so much um, yeah. in comparison to these sort of like very, well, uh, very like realistically shaded, like, ruins that you see here and then the the dull Mm. green grass which is more accurate to real life like just make it fucking bright you know like green hill zone is like cartoonishly saturated um so just do that i don't know seems weird yeah but i've had an issue with that like from the get-go there was a lot of discourse about that um uh, pre-release being like this game actually looks like like visually just boring like yeah i don't understand why they went this direction and i tend to agree so yeah yeah but that said, um, it seems like there are some big ideas here. So I'm, I'm very keen to keep playing to mm-hmm. see if it manifests in interesting ways or if this is sort of the game for the full 10 to 15 hour duration. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to do this and this is a complete different tangent, but I think if one were to 100% this game, there are so many collectibles. I just think every corner of every part i've been to has got like a challenge or a thing to pick up which is cool but i'm like damn <laughs> that's a lot of collectibles yeah it seems we'll like see. you're just collecting a lot of things you're going to spots collecting some sort of colored Stuff. collectible and then <laughs> like finding the next little spot to do the same thing mm. yeah are there so, korok we'll seeds no but there are God damn it. i mean no if you if you look at these these little dudes here oh these these are sprinkled throughout um what not sure called? what to do with them yet but you do find them and you collect them so do they yeah. have a name 
They do, but I cannot remember <laughs> what they are. Korok seedlings. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's uh, Sonic Frontiers. I'm it's so nice to see Sega trying to beat Nintendo at its own game again. Hmm. Yeah, look, that's what I take my hat off to this team for trying. You know, it's not quite an open world, but it is something different. <laughs> You like sure. about it. It's not even <laughs> <laughs> sure. Whatever, man. <laughs> um, Sonic Frontiers. I'm actually kind of keen to, you know, I'm I'm giving it shit, mm. but I'm kind of keen to give it a go. Yeah. Um, Try it out. You'll you'll get just, a feel from like, in the first fifteen yeah, minutes. I'm I'm just like kind of curious more than anything else to like see see what it's about. I mm-hmm. have absolutely zero expectation. You know. Yeah. There we go. Sonic Frontiers. You will be checking back in with that more in the future. Um, Should we bounce to gaming? Games are... Oh, gaming releases. Sorry. Gaming news comes (laughs) after that. You'd think after this long, I would not make a mistake like every week. Oh, whatever, man. We're looking at video games coming out from Saturday the 12th up until Friday the 18th. So let me just pick up once sure. here. 12 to the 18th. Oh my goodness. Damn, nothing on the 12th. Oh, look at that. First oh, time uh, of the week. Just uh, quite a few quite a few bangers Oop. this week. Mm-hmm. So firstly, kicking off the week, we've got Pentiment coming out on mm-hmm. November 15th. This is a new game from Obsidian. Um, will be on Game Pass. Very- very unobsidian looking game. Well, I mean, I don't mean that in the way you think. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a 2D story. It, it's sort of thingy. like inspired by Disco Elysium, like very CRPG mm. sort of. Um, but yeah, it looks interesting. It's got a cool art style as well. So mm. uh, then coming on November 15th as well, Floodland coming to PC. Also coming on that day, Bound by Blades, PC, Ballads of Hong Hongia. Coming to PC. Mm-hmm. Zero Severt. Severt. Steam. Severt. Oh Steam early access. Uh, PC. Smur- no ways. Smurfs Kart. Please Smurfs tell me Kart. this is the Smurfs, no. but Mario Kart. It, it, I mean, what Oh else my God. Amazing. Smurf Kart. Nice. How did I not know this existed? Look at this. We're going to show like three seconds of a gameplay. Only on Switch. Smurfs card. Let's go. Actual card game. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Drifting. Drifting Drifting is a core feature. (laughs) Holy shit. Never seen this in any game ever. Love it. Only on Switch, though. That's so weird. Yeah, interesting. You know, they know their market. They know their market. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone on Switch is a Smurf pervert. That's what it is. (laughs) Um, Bravery and Greed coming to PC, PS. Here, old consoles and Switch, November 15th. One of the big ones for the week, Call wow. of Duty Warzone 2.0. So it's like Good the boy. big relaunch of Call of Duty Warzone to coincide with um, Modern, Modern Warfare. Warfare 2. Yeah. Two. So that's out on PC, older new consoles, November 16th, and it's free. Goat Simulator nice. 3, because Goat nice. Simulator 2 didn't exist. Uh, mm-hmm. PC, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, November 17th. Star Sand nice. coming to consoles, uh, all consoles, on November 17th. 
My fantastic, hmm? my fantastic ranch. Do you think that's ranch. like my fantastic ranch dressing? Ranch sauce. Oh, I love ranch, ranch dressing is the best. Oh my god, it's mm. so good. Mm-mm-mm. Now I just want some wings and some ranch. Mm. Some wings. Wings. Uh, November 17th. Oakenfold coming to PC November 17th. Frozen Flames Steam Early Access November 17th. Yeez 8. Lacrimosa <laughs> of Dina. Nice. Okay. PS5 Ta-ta. November 18th. Oh, I didn't know that there was another one of these out so soon. Uh, the Dark so Pictures many, yeah. anthology, The Devil in Me. That sounds like when everything. I have to go to the bathroom. Except hey. Switch. <laughs> oh. Hey, hey. <laughs> PC consoles. Uh, yeah, PC older new consoles co- uh, coming on November 18th. Uh, Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales. Nice. PC November 18th. I thought I would have had a code for this by now. Normally, so when I got code for... Spider-Man remastered on PC came like well ahead of release. Mm. Um, so yeah, I oh. yeah, weird. Kind of keen to play this on PC because I think, and I don't think this oh, is a controversial you. opinion by any stretch. This is the better game, like mm. by some margin, it is. Yeah, more tightly paced. Uh, eh, I wouldn't say a better protagonist. I think Peter and Miles are both pretty great. Um, mm. but Miles has much more interesting combat, I think. His yeah, abilities lend themselves it to It feels like the story's a little bit more grounded. Like yeah. I know it's more like as grounded as as grounded as a game can be where you're a guy swinging around buildings yeah. with web. <laughs> I think I think it's pretty pretty good. It's very family oriented and very mm. s- small scale in a way. Um mm. Yeah, I just think Miles has a much more interesting moveset, like can turn invisible, yeah. got el- electric attacks. Um, it's got Bodega Cat. It's real cool. Best. That's Bodega what's game of the year. The Again. Yeah. yeah. He also learns how to drink coffee upside down. <laughs> Very important. It's important, yeah. Although some of the side missions kind of suck. I Yeah. yeah the like core, the, the, core games. The whole good. music stuff, like piecing together music was just stupid. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. Anyway, game is good. Um, <laughs> Heidelberg, sixteen ninety three. What happened then? Heidelberg. Well, is this Heidelberg is six, in a Heidelberg in South Africa? <laughs> yeah, Heidelberg. What's going on here? Is a grim, bloody, but satisfying gothic horror action game. One made more tense by giving you such a limited weapon with your musket. Oh, it's like a two D game. Oh, yeah. Well, Interesting. Oh, set in a zombie-infested version of 17th century Germany in which the player takes control of one of French King Louis' famous musketeers. Wait, hold on. French what? King in Germany. Yeah, there's history missing in my yeah. life. Yeah. yeah, there's history missing in my life, yeah. Louis the... Is this 14th? Yeah, 14th. King Louis. Oui, oui. Mm-hmm. Um... So that's out and on November 18th on last consoles game. and Switch. Weird. Last game of nice. the week. Quite a quite a small franchise here. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Um, oh unfortunately, goodness. game is leaked already. So what is it with leaks this year? Mm. Mm. Even even God of War. Um that, oh, but that that, that was the, a no for that that, no, that wasn't that, that people was pirating. Retailers. That was just retailers being stupid. But yeah. even so, like I played the game, thankfully 
you know, early because we've got a review code. Uh, I arrive on YouTube this week and just straight up thumbnails of spoilers. If I'd seen that before I'd played the game, I would have been pissed. Lots and also just people there, being so, fucking assholes, even on launch day, just yeah. putting like straight up final game bosses in thumbnails for YouTube videos. Like, fuck off. Grow yeah. up. Anyway. Yeah, Pokemon yeah. Scarlet Violet looks pretty cool. Uh, I think. I don't, listen, I don't like Pokemon games. I, I've tried. You don't. <laughs> I, liked, I liked the Let's Go Pikachu. I enjoyed that. But even that, I was like, Jesus Christ, I'm just doing the same shit. I'm just battling and battling and battling and battling and that's mm-hmm. all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And then I tried to play Sword and Shield and I was like, yeah, no, I'm done, hey. I just couldn't. <laughs> like, and, I know, and I know I'll, that I'll the core idea is like they're made for kids and then the older people who really like them like playing the competitive at the end and I couldn't really give a shit for either of those aspects. Mm. So anyway. Well, this one looks this good though. A... It, it looks pretty neat. I like the setting. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, that's coming out this week. Yeah, which one? Which one do you like more, Scarlet or Violet? I can't remember to be honest. I don't even know what the. I like the one with the Scarlet. I mean, both both of the both of the professors this time round, pretty attractive. Oh uh, yes, oh uh, yes, and your Pokemon becomes a motorbike. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, not go. attractive. Which one do you want? <laughs> Do not want Which a motorbike Pokemon motorbike. Want? No, I'm I'm good. Uh, there's a lot of Pokemon. Some of the new Pokemon there, they've yeah. revealed for this game, stupid. <laughs> like real dumb. Just stupid. Just nice. straight up stupid. Like my goodness. It's the variation designs, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, those are great. Can't wait to turn Pikachu into a motorbike. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it would be an electric bike. Oh, get out Hello. of here. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, should we get to news? News? Uh, yeah, news. Just... There's, uh, I feel like there's seemingly less and less news every week. Um, and I do feel like it's a combination of games are out now, the year is winding down, and also any big sort of news is being kept for the Game Awards at the beginning of December now. Um, yep, sounds about right. So, but there's still, there's still some stuff here and there. Should, I guess uh, you, should we kick off with Remedy? Yeah. Remedy. So. Hey, Control 2. Yeah, how's that? Um, I mean, in a way, not shocked, but in the same way, kind of shocked that it was announced in this manner. Um, it just kind of How came out of announced? like a like a press release that was like, oh yeah, we've signed a deal with uh, <laughs> publisher 505 Games to make the sequel to Control. Also, it's only in concept stage. It's like, motherfucker, this thing's like That's four so years good, away yeah. easily. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is that they list the current gen of consoles as the launch platforms. I highly suspect that, that might change. That, yeah, um, but yeah, uh... Uh, because Remedy is just working on tons. They've got Alan Wake 2 that they still say is coming next year. They've got the like multiplayer game set in the Control universe that they're developing, and now mm. a full blown sequel to Control. Um, so it's I listen, going on there. I think you will find both of us absolutely adored Control. I think it's a mm-hmm. fucking fantastic game um, with such a weird and interesting setting that I just ate mm. up. I love that setting. Yeah, great cool. combat. Just some of the best feeling like video gamey combat. Like tossing mm. shit around with my telekinesis and shooting bad guys like great just oh my awesome. god this is written by good with darren, darren bone thighs. thighs yo 
Who knew? One day we should meet this guy. <laughs> um, One day. Yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, I think anyone who's played Control will obviously fondly recall the Ashtray Maze. Probably one of the best Good. game sequences ever crafted. Just really mm-hmm. top tier shit. So yeah, more of that. The the director of the first game is returning for for this game, um, and I'm pretty sure good old Sam Lake is going to lend his hand with writing again. And yeah. I do wonder if some of the events of Alan Wake Two are going to determine some of the things that Did, happen yeah. in Control Two they're because in the, they're in the same universe. They're in the same universe. So. They share the same universe. So. Yeah, because I actually don't know where it goes from the end of control. Um, yeah, things seem pretty wrapped up, wrapped up in I'll, terms of the characters in that story. You know what I mean? I still need to play the the DLC. Alan Wake DLC. Yeah, yeah, me too. Apparently, it's not fantastic. I need to read up on the Alan Wake DLC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm keen to play it. I, I actually every now and then I boot this up again just to run around and enjoy it because it's still probably mm. the best looking game in terms of ray tracing just the, the remedies north light engine just does phenomenal stuff with it's really good yeah. ray tracing so yeah it's a good game and it plays like a dream so play it if you haven't it's real good definitely okay. play it not at 30 i know on consoles the ray tracing mode is limited to 30 just forget about it just rather <laughs> just play it that smooth 60 it's well worth yeah. it yeah it's better yeah um so that happened uh, what should we bounce to next? Horizon? Horizon, I guess. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so this. so this has kind of been... This has kind of been like spoken about for a while now. That the idea that an Horizon like live service or multiplayer game is in the works. There was a leak earlier this year that basically said that, oh, they're working on, on one of these and then another, you know, sequel to be called like single player franchise i think mm-hmm. that came alongside news of it being which i think is confirmed the netflix series is that netflix mm-hmm. or amazon i, I can't netflix. keep it track it's too, um, too many. so you know we know that sony is pushing into live service games they said they want to have multiple of them out by 2025 um you know jade raymond's haven is working on one um and there seems to be another that'll be worked on in parallel so the rumor here comes from a Korean site named MTN. <laughs> well, okay then. Um, nice. So apparently Sony are teaming up with the publishers of Guild Wars, NCSoft, to create a MMO take uh, within the Horizon universe. Um, the partnership, reportedly, is to create new games and it's not limited to just Horizon. So... NC stuff could maybe work on other live service mm. games. Um, it's claimed that Sony's chosen partner with NCSoft on the Horizon MMO project is to penetrate the global game market, which... Uh, okay, never mind. That was a dumb joke. Um, <laughs> NCSoft's internal team will allegedly handle the MMO's development. The source suggested this was just the first collaboration and that if the project is successful... NCSoft might be entrusted with turning other Sony intellectual properties into MMOs. And uh, Rock Paper Shotgun says Guild Wars meets Bloodborne anyone. So yeah, I mean, this makes sense. I think at the time we spoke about this, like a sort of lightly cooperative large world horizon thing where maybe you are part of 
some of the many tribes that the game is from, and mm. that's like your starting realm. And yeah, so the world is rich enough to know. Yeah, I think so. That sort of thing. I mean, to, um, to to be honest, I felt like a lot of times Forbidden West felt like an MMO trapped in a single player game, which is part of why mm. I found it a bit mundane at certain points. Like, just felt yeah. like you were doing the same collectathon things here and there. So. The loop definitely lends itself to this sort of yeah. game. Um, I, I think this is a smart idea, to be honest. I don't know how I feel about an MMO, but I'm like, you know, a World of Warcraft-esque MMO. Mm. I don't know what this is going to be, obviously. But so much as how I feel about a multiplayer, like a four-player multiplayer game, for example. Yeah. So I was saying to you earlier this week, um, I saw, I don't know where I saw it, if it was on Reddit or a forum somewhere. Someone was like, uh, Horizon would make a great Monster Hunter game. I was like, yeah, four-player Horizon Monster Hunter-esque game. Like, I'm there. I That'd wouldn't be, be shocked if cool. it ends up being something like that, yeah. to be honest. I I think the MMO, the, the idea of an MMO has been stretched so much now that an MMO can describe anything from World of Warcraft to Destiny. And those are two yeah, true. very different games. Like, yeah. um, So something in, in the sort of Monster Hunter Destiny realm where you're collecting a team of three to four players and going out on a hunt and collecting resources mm. and then coming back to base and upgrading your gear, that makes super, like, tons of mm. sense to me. And yeah. I don't think there's much, you know, fr from a foundational point of view that you you need to kind of figure out because I think the foundations of the combat are there. You just kind of yeah. need to figure out how to scale that. Um, mm. And then also what the overall, which is not easy, but the overall, like, loop, like, okay, we go and hunt this robot, we come back, how do we keep progressing that, progressing that, progressing yeah. that? Um, but I, I agree with you. I think it's a smart idea. I think it's nice. probably, I wouldn't be shocked if that's the way they go. Um, mm. And then Sony has yeah. their own Monster Hunter. And oh if that boy. thing fucking hits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, um, in other news, I'm sure this is a piqued your little interest. Uh, Gears of War Live action movie and animated series in the works at Netflix. Listen, this has been I'm not gonna I'm not going I mean, to hold my breath that this actually gets made because we have been like this article from Eurogamer says a Gears of War movie was first trumped to back in 2007. It was ages ago. You know? Sure. And it kind of just never happened. Um and the last time it was spoken about was in 2019 when it was reported would no longer be set in the same universe as the games. Get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> so there's no real idea of what happened to that, but this Netflix show um, is a partnership with the game's current developers, The Coalition. Mm. So it's kind of very intrinsically tied to that. And it's said to be in an adaptation of the video game saga. Suggesting nice. it will be more faithful to the source material. Um, Netflix is kind of like on a on a <laughs> rampage with picking these up. They they are mm. making well said that they are making adaptations of Bioshock and Tomb Raider. Um, what <laughs> Ge Gears of War is meant to be a single well for now a single live action film and then an animated series, which is interesting. Um, sure. So yeah, Thanks so much. Hire Dave Batista. This man has been wanting to be Marcus Phoenix for actual years. His whole life. He's, there have be so many interviews where he's like, the Gears of War people making the movie haven't called me up, but I'd love to be Marcus Phoenix. I'd love. He even put out a tweet this week. He's like, 
Need I say more? He's still got the armor from when he was used in a promotional shot for Gears of War 5. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I can put this man in the film. Just, Just put him in the film. He, he, is, he is your Henry Cavill as Geralt for this, this franchise. Yes. Like, he is so passionate about this character. Like, just fucking give it to him. Also, he fits the role. Like, man is huge. <laughs> like, everyone's he like, does. oh, how can we get these big, beefy boys in real life? You got Dave Batista done. He's like, know. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw a lot of people saying they should get the voice actor of um, Cole just as the actor in the film. And mm. I tend to agree because they modeled the character after him. He voices him pretty well. I think just fucking do it. If you're going to do the original trilogy, like... Then just do, do that. that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's cool. cool. Um, I mean... I'm yeah, stoked for that. I think, I think with Netflix, because Netflix will allow it to be violent. Um, they don't have to be like a... I, I, that's the thing you're always worried about with a movie. Be like, oh, they're going to have to make this a PG-13 thing because like they have to appeal to a more broad audience, you know, to mm. make this feasible. Not Netflix, Netflix, you super do not have to do that. So especially yeah. with an animated series. I mean, we both watch Castlevania. That thing's violent as hell. So... So good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just let Gears of War be what it is. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Oh, I did cool. see that... Uh, franchise or series writer and creator Cliff Blazinski said that Dave Batista was always his first choice if he were to make a movie Ooh. so there you go fucking do there it there you go yeah um, from in... from Drax to Phoenix <laughs> good lord um, so I'm laughing at the, the double meaning because I know it's not Phoenix spelt as in Phoenix, but Phoenix is in Reborn from the Ashes. Hey, and he did say <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is the last time he portrays Drax, so we all know what that means. Rip Drax, sad face, yeah, know, he's gonna die. Yeah, <laughs> uh, in other news, Matty just spelling that out in case you didn't know. <laughs> Uh, the Doom Eternal composer alleges unpaid wages and abuse in lengthy soundtrack controversy response. So I didn't read I, I don't this, know, so I hope you know this. I don't know that. Oh my God. So I haven't read the, the finer details of the story, but I think we'll all remember that two years ago, there was some controversy over the Doom Eternal soundtrack mm. um, of some, 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 uh, I'm missing the word. It was just a big controversy. Okay. But now the person embezzled it, I think it is the composer Mick Gordon, has finally spoken out saying like, hey, I was thrown under the bus. Like, here's my side of the story. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the news. <laughs> so he's alleged crunch and multiple pay issues. So but he was basically saying that um, he was thrown under the bus and it really ruined his reputation following this whole drama mm. but now he's got a whole i don't have the letter i did actually scroll through it briefly earlier this week here we go open letter on reddit um it's a long oh wait no this is the, sorry this is the original post a few years ago yeah uh, basically throwing gordon under the bus but look at this it's a i'm, long I'm just reading some cliff letter. notes here like the the sort of idea was that um you know game director or what what was it uh what is his actual title? Executive producer, Marty Stratton, the guy you always see talking yes. about Doom. He's basically like, at the time, they didn't think Mick Gordon would be able to deliver the music mm. on time. Uh, and so they parted ways and likely won't be working together again. And Mick Gordon is basically saying, listen, the deadlines were kind of insane. Um, they wanted two finished pieces of level music per month. Um, but at the same time, they weren't giving him information on environments. 
all those sorts of levels the tracks were going to be used in because the development uh, was constantly changing and development milestones were being missed, but his deadlines weren't being altered as a result. Uh, so he kind of like just crunched a lot um, and he was like, there was slow communication from management when he was like asking for things for details about what sort of like things he needs to include in the music. Um, and then Gordon also complains of multiple pay issues over his time working on Doom Eternal, including at least one attempt to deny payment because its software had changed their mind and no longer wanted to use the music he had provided. Another delays and deferrals on on-time payment. At one point, Gordon claims he went unpaid for 11 months. When the game and the soundtrack finally released, Gordon says he realized they had used almost all of his music, including numerous tracks he had thought had been rejected, but had only paid him for half of it. And as of his post says, they have yet to do so. Wow, that's fucked up. Sure. That's fucked up uh, also from a Microsoft perspective. Like Microsoft should look mm, at this and be like, the fuck is going on here? What's like, going on? That is yes, crazy. One, at yeah. one point, Gordon says he's offered six figures to take full public responsibility for the OST's failings and offer he declined. Yeah, fuck that. Bam. Jesus, yeah. He has money so you can basically put all the blame on you and never talk but about this it is again. The, this is the letter I saw pop up this week so it's on medium <laughs> a casual 58 minute read oh it is goodness. a a tome man with came actual... with receipts it's got a yeah. it's got a contents page oh my god <laughs> so he really came out um you know to speak out against this whole drama and there's like a whole chronicle here from beginning to end so if you want some uh, some bedtime reading uh, look up Mick Gordon's full statement regarding Doom Eternal on Medium. Yeah, it's messed up. Oh, despite months of back and forth negotiations, during which time Microsoft announced it would acquire Bethesda. So this was prior to the acquisition. Uh, and over which Gordon claimed Stratton became increasingly hostile and agreement was never reached. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. I know <laughs> that this is obviously, you know, Marty Stratton's had his side. Mick Gordon's now giving his side. There is sort of like a shoe to drop, like what is Marty's response to this, if there ever will mm. be one. Um, yeah. But this is kind of crappy for it is payment issues, um, stuff like that. I've seen since anecdotally just a lot of people on Twitter sharing the story being like, all my, all my dealings, you know, professionally with Marty Stratton kind of fit this. Like he's not yeah. a great guy to work with. So... Hectic. Yeah, I don't feel like this is the last we'll hear about this. Whether we wait two years no. for another fucking hour-long blog post, <laughs> who knows? But um, this My is goodness. really sad because um, yeah. I think Mick Gordon does good work. Obviously, we don't know how it is to work with him professionally, so maybe mm. there are certain reasons that you know certain things are done. But yeah, weird. Uh, yeah, there's that. And now, rounding out news. All Pokemon goodness, starting with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's entire Pokedex has leaked online with images. So well, this is kind of because the game are, is leaked. So yeah. yeah. So if you're excited for this game and do not want spoilers on the new Pokemon, stay off the internet until Friday. Finish the game and then come back. <laughs> yeah, it's essentially yeah. I'm going to scroll through this article for that purpose. But yeah, it's it's. I think before we spoke about news, we spoke about how this was leaked it's weird that that's happening so much this year yeah Just so much stuff leaking yeah how it's happening why it's happening it's yeah weird. who knows <laughs> but in better pokemon news oh. after, <laughs> after 25 years ash ketchum has finally become you the fucking very best. love to see it 
like no one ever was. You love. How did it take it. him twenty five years? How I mean, no everyone points. thought Ash was actually the best, but it turns out he was kind of the worst trainer in all Pokemon existence <laughs> up until this point. <laughs> it took him twenty five years to get to this point. You have to wonder though, at what point did the writers of the show, you know, like I'm, I'm just shocked it took this long. I can't say I've watched the Pokemon anime religiously past my childhood, uh, but how did it take this long? Like, what has Ash been doing the last twenty five years? Hasn't he been winning anything? Yeah. Has he been just winning like just been beating some him, tournaments like, or like what's he been doing? He's been beating some gym leaders <laughs> and then just being like, eh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't I win guess. the the overall tournament. Yeah, so in the latest episode of the anime Pokemon Ultimate Journeys of the series, Ash beat Leon in the Pokemon World Coronation Series, thus becoming the number one ranked trainer in the show's world. Damn. 25 years. What happens now? What's next? His, his final team <laughs> featured Pikachu, Dracovich, Gengar, Surfetch, Lucario, and Dragonite, which is kind of cool. It's like a oh, mix of all of his... <laughs> Pikachu is the yeah. only one of Ash's Pokemon who has stuck with him throughout his 25-year journey. Typically, Ash starts each new region with a new team while always keeping Pikachu on it. Mm. The show I'm featured like, cameos I know, I know of Ash's previous Pokemon partners and travel buddies like Brock, Misty, May, Max, Silent Dawn, and others. Oh, cute. This almost feels like a series finale type of shit. You know, like, yeah. where does it go from here? But that, That's what I'm wondering. Do we now... Flash forward to Ash being like a parent and then his kid is like, I want to be the very best. Flash being a professor, yeah. And going to some other house oh, and yeah, being like, your 10-year-old needs professor. to fuck off into the wild with a Pokemon. <laughs> uh, I think the most concerning part of this news is that Ash Ketchum has been 10 years old for 25 I know, years this now. is very concerning. Man should be old. This is, this, he if, should be 35. If you were to look at this as a linear 365-day year in his life, it is a very action-packed 365 days. <laughs> but it just shows you, you should people. always hold on to your dreams. Ash was 35 <laughs> when he first became the best Pokemon trainer. You, if you oh believe God, it, you can do it. <laughs> he was 10. <laughs> He's I not 10. Tweet. This, <laughs> 35. This is, this is not a dream. This is real life. <laughs> this day, on November 11, 2022, Ash Ketchum became the new world champion. 25 years in the making, he did it. <laughs> what a special, legendary, historic day. This will never get old. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> what, what, what age was he when he started? Ash Ketchum. Ten. I think he was 10. And I think canonically in the show, he is still 10. I don't know if he's aged at all. Oh my God, they changed his voice act in season nine. Season nine. Yeah, because the voice actor grew up, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, in the anime, series starts. It doesn't say how old he is. No, it's probably like 10, I, 10 or 11. He's 10. I need to know. I need to know because if I'm going to make a joke on Twitter, I need to be accurate before the fucking Pokemon nerds come at me. <laughs> Oh my god! You don't want to piss off the Pokemon. Peeps. No, they'll be like, "How dare you lose? How dare you? Get, get his get his age wrong." <laughs> He's by actually one year. thirty-four. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, that's that, that's that's the headline news this week. I did Ash see. Uh, I did see good old Timur being very happy that Gengar was in the the team that that won nice. the final tournament. This, this Gengar looks far too happy. To be in this team, Gengar, yeah. Alvin Gengar's a spooky ghost. Evil. He's not meant to yeah. be. It's meant to be haunting people, Super not happy. being happy about a trophy. Yeah. God damn it! 
There we go. I, I, I'll I'll look up those fights on YouTube at this stage. It'd be <laughs> just interesting I, to see how it played I out. I saw a clip on 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 Twitter. Someone was like, "God, this this battle made me cry because like Pikachu nearly faints, and then Pikachu sees like, um, I guess this is spoilers, but whatever. Um, sees like Bulbasaur and Squirtle and Charizard, like, you know, the original team, uh, like coming in, cheering from the yeah, side cheering and like." getting him back into the fight like and just like <laughs> that's not that's not true to the games though okay in the games pikachu faints at no point do i have an option going beach <laughs> use <on> emotional <laughs> use emotional pellet for revival <laughs> <laughs> this anime is all a lie i can't believe they've done this <laughs> yeah but uh, that, that's some um, feel-good news to end the week ash catch him finally the very best like, always no believe in your wants. dreams City is not the end of your dreams. life. <laughs> I love to see it. Um, Should we move on to questions then? If you want to send us a question, you can email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on all our social channels at Checkpoint Chat. You, right, um, we have, do we have questions? We do have questions on Twitter. Please hold while my phone does its thing. Uh, We have from Mix who asks, uh, do you guys have a morning routine to better your life or not? Uh, I've started to drink a combo of black pepper, cinnamon, ginger and turmeric pepper powders mixed water for now. That sounds awful. It does sound awful. That sounds for, one of for, the like one of those little for, spice shots you'd get at Kauai and just be like, "Why did I pay for this?" At least you're getting it for get free. <laughs> oh, look at look at good loop. Just looking outside, like I wish I could go out, but it's so wet. <laughs> um, I don't have any, you know, a morning routine, you know, to quote unquote better my life. But I do believe in having a good breakfast. Hundred percent. That so, is that will better your life if you do not eat breakfast. Just eating breakfast will better your life mm. by a hundred percent. So depending on the weather and how we feel, we either have a lens can I either have a smoothie or a hot oats bowl. Mm. And they're both packed with some goodness and they are delicious and they keep us full mm-hmm. till lunchtime. That's mm-hmm. what you should do. Otherwise you're just running on fumes and so think about if you don't mm. eat breakfast between dinner and lunchtime, you haven't eaten for like eighteen hours. And if you fucking come mm. at me with your intermittent fasting bullshit, like don't. <laughs> it is bad. It is bad for your kidneys. It is bad. Nice. Don't do it. Or at least don't do it kidneys. without the advice of an actual doctor. You know what I mean? Like people yeah. seem to think that everyone can just do it. Never mind. Um, bad. I also have oats in the morning. I've Nice. I got onto that train quite well earlier this year. And because I actually didn't used to eat breakfast, and this is why I know it's like it's actually changed my life. Like, eat breakfast, mm. you're actually productive during the morning. It's great. So I have like oats because it's really good for your cholesterol as well. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. And I have some protein in the morning because it's always good to start your day with some protein. And unless I eat a fucking with steak some, in the morning, then with um, some muscles. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, you need to get a certain amount of protein in every day and at each meal. And I just don't have anything that I can reliably eat in the morning that is packed with protein. If I have some salmon on like a rice cake, that would work, but I don't. Also, that shit's expensive. So I know. 
protein shake it is. Sometimes, sometimes just put that protein powder in the oats and just eat it like that because it's like mm, chocolate. That, that, it's got, got that chocolate. It's, it's real good. delicious. It's real good. Yeah, we've, we've, yeah, it's, it's deliciousness. Yeah. Um, it keeps me full. And, and I eat an apple usually. I like apples. To keep the doctor away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Them, them, what are they? Pink lady apples. Ooh, so sweet. Nice. So yummy. Um, and we have a second question. Uh, Megs asks, any thoughts on power consumption and power conservation in the gaming scene, such as Microsoft with the Xbox and AMD with the Radeon uh, 7 series? Are you guys mindful, mindful of it in the current global shortage of electricity generation? Ah, I wouldn't say AMD is going for power conservancy. I'm just, I would say They're that their design, more that's efficient. what it, yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, NVIDIA and AMD will always talk up being like, our thing is more efficient because we get more frames per watt. But what it really means is they've got an architecture that can just handle tons more watts being thrown at it. Um, so, of course, the metric is going to skew more to efficiency, but it doesn't mean they're being more efficient. Um, yeah. Graphics cards are not extremely efficient pieces of tech. They never have. And mm-hmm. they're getting... Actually, PC hardware in general is becoming less and less like efficient in the the sort of like arms race to just have higher clocks like your AMD and Intel CPUs now will boost themselves as much as they can until they reach 95 degrees Celsius. That's just normal behavior mm. now. So no matter what fucking yeah. cooler you put on there, it's just going to try get to that point either way <laughs> and just consume more and more and more electricity because it can. So they're not efficient. That's they're just, stupid. Um, yeah. The Xbox one is a pretty cool one. Um, I, I, do you know what he's talking about there? It's like the, the rest mode power, thing. Yeah, the power yeah. saving. Well, no, but it, is it called energy saver power energy saving? Energy saver mode, yeah. So, it's, so it's like I a know, very low power standby mode. Yeah. Yeah, on the box it says it uses 20 times less electricity. Again, um, a bit of a nebulous claim. Like 20 times compared to what? Like when you're running at full tilt, when you add idle? No, yeah. Add... I'm also like, but when your Xbox is on, it's still using power. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to to be honest, I think... I don't know the exact metric, but it's like the collective usage of devices in standby mode is like ridiculous. It's like it's high, a, a yeah. couple of percent of like global energy consumption, mm. um, just things in standby. So if we can reduce those things bit by bit, that's great. Um, it's cool though, because that mode also keeps your quick resume stuff in check. So mm. problem is I don't use any Actual of that stuff software. lately because of load shedding. So I straight up just turn my consoles off. Well, what? the Xbox not so much because the Xbox doesn't scream at me when I try and turn it back on. But the PlayStation, it's geez, it's it. PlayStation. Always. I'd rather just turn it off. Like, like honestly, like, well, I have. I've just started putting mine off now. Yeah, it's like, nonsense. Whatever. Yeah, I know if between now and the next time I play, there's likely to be loading. I just turn it off. Mm. Yeah. And have it's you noticed like, this, this? Actually, I, I meant to tweet about this the other day, but remember at the beginning of the gen, Sony and Microsoft to a degree, made a very big deal about like, oh, we are going to get you from main menu to game in like five seconds from a cold boot. Mm. And when Spider-Man first came out, they were like, oh, you only see the the logos on the first boot and then it just like gets you in. That does not mm. fucking happen with God of War. Like mm. it shows every single logo and they are unskippable. They are slow. Mm. Like, that sort of ideal from Sony just disappeared as soon as the marketing yeah, well, for new consoles died. Because the, you know, you got to slap your logos in front of people's faces. I actually can't think of a game that actually does it. Like, aside mm. from Spider-Man, that does it sometimes. 
it, I don't even yeah. know what it like sometimes reliably like I can't anyway just to show you that marketing <laughs> and people are arguing about that forever they were like wow it gets in Spider-Man five seconds holy shit this is revolution look I, I understand how cool it is to load in in five seconds but I'm also like what do you do with the all the time you save in your life if you have to wait 15 seconds Listen, it adds up. <laughs> Oh, to be, I, I get that. But at the same time, God of War is slow. Like from a cold boot, it is slow. Like it takes time for yeah, me to get to the main. I could play Marvel slow, Snap between then. Slow relative to what though? I mean, slow relative is, to other things that are like booting up like. PS, I can tell you now, booting into God of War on PS5 will be quicker than booting into God of War on PS4. Well, probably. Yeah. <laughs> at least the load time for sure. Yeah, Load times are quick. The other day, I, yeah. I, I was I was fast traveling between realms just to do um, side stuff. So there was no talking when I was in the uh, <laughs> so the quick. little tree. And it's like you literally <laughs> load in, like, and the fucking door loads behind you, and you're like, "Oh, it's ready." Okay. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> I guess I'll just go then. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's so fast. Yeah, that's, that's uh, fast. in terms of saving electricity i mean i'm mindful of it where i can be i can't say that gaming is the place where i worry about it because consoles and pcs use power other than making sure they're off and i'm not using them i'm not quite sure how to use less power on that front Mm. um so yeah don't know it is cool that microsoft has made the effort you know to have a lower energy consuming power mode mm. but like you said 20 times less compared to what exactly yeah <laughs> i hate those metrics just give me the wattage like actually yeah speaking of you can actually find these metrics now uh eurogame and eurogame and digital foundry did a real like deep dive on all consoles and basically got oh, like yeah? actual metrics for their power consumption and what they would cost you comparatively in the uk but you can get the wattage from that and you mm. can see all the different modes, uh, what they consume. So that's a pretty neat article, and it's cool that so someone did that work. Who's who? Who's the cheapest to run then? Oh, I don't know. I didn't read all of it. Guessing yeah. you don't read. <laughs> I didn't read all of it. I would assume PlayStation and Xbox are probably almost identical. They have almost Similar. the same the Switch internals. Is, so Switch is probably the Switch is definitely much lower than them. Just because it's it's the Switch. Switch, I think, um, runs at like, if I'm not mistaken, like sixty five watts. Like it's is really low. Like it's really, nothing. really low. Yeah. yeah. Um it Good doesn't Lord. need to be boosting high. It's only got an APU. So mm. pretty sure the Steam Deck is somewhat so I think the Steam Deck tops out at 90 watts, but then the battery light goes just disappears. Sure. Yeah. Just dies. Yeah. Well, I will say though, if you want to try uh save some power on your PC and you're not on a 40 series, Google undervolting your GPU. It will mm-hmm keep your gpu running at pretty much the same performance you'll maybe lose one percent of performance which is pretty much impossible to perceive unless you putting it side by side you'll probably you'll probably use about 50 watts less electricity and it will run mm. cooler because it's using less power so it'll run quieter so quieter gpu cooler gpu less power same performance you should super super nice. do that yeah cool there we go. That's that's all the questions. That is all the questions. If you want to eat, oh, if you want to ask us questions, you, you can email breakfast. us. Yeah, if you want to eat, <laughs> if you are eating breakfast right now, um, as you should, you Good can job. email us checkpointchatpodcast at gmail dot com or 
can find us on all our social channels at Checkpoint Chats. And that has been episode 207 of Checkpoint Chat. As always, we thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of your support. And we will be back next week, as always, with more games. Sanic Stuff. Frontiers. Bayo <laughs> uh, Bayo nice. 3. Um, Your Pokemans, Scarlet and Violet. Oh my god, I would have would have um, started it, wouldn't I? Have finished it. Why not? It Jesus, on what a coward! <laughs> oh my god! Sure. <laughs> How long did it, you, you, years you, you just platinum God of War in like three days? Come on, you can do uh, this. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, what's funny is that. So just this is a quick sidebar before we bounce. So I, I obviously screenshotted my platinum because I'm proud that I got it. So of I course, hard to get it. Oh, please and tell I me someone gave you local. Oh, yeah, you best believe I shared it to a local uh, PlayStation Facebook group. <laughs> the number of people who are like, how did you do this? Do you not work? But I'm like, there's guys, there's a comment where I've answered someone else saying like, I got a review copy I've had. I, even in my post, I say, like, I'm grateful that I had a head start yes. to get this platinum. The number of comments, people going like, wow, you must have more hours in your day or something. And I'm like, I can... Even People if, always salty. Even if, always. Even if I started playing on release at midnight, so at the time I posted, it was like 60 hours later. In my headline, I wrote, this took me 63 hours. I'm like, come on. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Do some basic maths. It's, <laughs> it's impossible. Learn some algebra, bitch. <laughs> or, <laughs> or just read through the comments because the first person who asked the answer, like, no, no, I had an early copy. The number of people like, wow. A, shit like you must not work or something i'm like no <laughs> you will never escape the salt especially no. yeah, you will never escape the salt it's too much learn basic math that's our parting wisdom for the week <laughs> and have breakfast and have breakfast um that's it. and listen to checkpoint chats which will be back next mm-hmm. week thank you so much for listening we'll see you then okay bye love you bye